last Sunday, um, we had um, an amazing time with the Lord, and um, and two people came to Christ um, yes, uh, last Sunday. So we have two babies uh, among us, and uh, and during the week, I got reports, and another person gave her life to the Lord. So um, praise the Lord. God still saves. And the blood of Jesus is still relevant and powerful today. Hallelujah. Never forget that. No matter the, the, the troubles and the, and the circumstances that we go through, He is faithful. He is faithful. Now, last week I was, um, I was sharing a testimony with you. Um, I was reading this book by Dr. John Sims. Um, he was one of my teachers in Bible school. And he wrote this book called Faith, Hope, and Love. And I know that some of you have already got it and read it. So praise the Lord. Thank you for that. Um, I was talking to John recently, and, and he actually watched the service last Sunday. And he was, um, he was very, um, very humbled and very, um, very uh, touched by it. And, um, you know, he was in tears when he knew that people came to Christ this week. You know, and... Um, I talked about faith last week. I want to talk about hope this week. And maybe we'll talk about love next week. But I want to encourage you. I, don't have, I have a, a short message. And I know that you're already trembling. Because every time I say I have a short sermon, it's normally the longest. Um, but the title of this sermon today is called Swimming in the Fog. Randy Alcorn, an, an author, he um, shared a story uh, about Florence Chadwick and the fog. Alcorn writes, in 1952, young Florence Chadwick stepped into the waters of the Pacific Ocean of, off Catalina Island, determined to swim to the shore of mainland California. She had already managed to swim the English Channel both ways. The weather was foggy and chilly, she could hardly see the boats accompanying her. Still, she swam for 15 hours when she begged to be taken out of the water along the way. Her mother, in a boat alongside Florence, told her that she was close and that she could make it. Physically and emotionally exhausted, she stopped swimming and was pulled from the water. It was not until... She was on the boat that she discovered the shore was less than half a mile away. At the news conference the next day, she said, All I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. Now, many of us can relate to these words of Florence Chadwick. You know, we live our lives in a fog of trouble, worry, doubt, depression, health problems, unemployment, financial needs, strained relationships, and the loss of those that we love. We have our times of happiness and joy, yes, but we live in a world of incessant struggle, suffering, and death. These things create, as it were, a fog around our lives and our future. 
Now you remember one of my favorite passages. And Bethany and I have chosen this passage to be part of who we are, part of our lives. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I am not a doctor. I'm not in, in, in health, in the health industry. But in my pastoral experience, I have realized that it is actually when we lose one of these two, either hope or future, that we are vulnerable to discouragement, depression. And I think the Lord is giving us keys in the scripture to help us remember that um, there is something behind that fog and that there is a way out, that there is hope in Christ Jesus. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. Sometimes or many times we don't understand we don't understand God's purposes. We don't, we don't understand sometimes God's timings. Sometimes we don't understand God's transitions. But let me tell you something. There is something extremely clear. And is that God loves you. And God cares for you. And that everything that happens in your life, it is for your good. Whether you believe it or not at that particular point. God loves you. I want to share three basic points with you this morning. Okay? The first point is, do not focus on the fog. Because these things cloud our vision, those things that I have mentioned before, we tend to focus on the fog. Many surrender to the fog and succumb to their circumstances. Like Florence Chadwick, they feel that they lack the strength to stay afloat any longer. Through the ages, however... There have been a perspective and a strength that has sustained the people of God during such times. Heaven has been, for them, the great reference point. Like in the writings of John Bunyan or C.S. Lewis. People that went through thick and thin in their lives. People that experienced so many things, but that they, they focused on what was, was real important. The Apostle Paul faced much Hardship, beatings, imprisonment, and death for Christ's sake. But he reminded the Philippian church, Chema will help me with this, in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. I will be reading from the NIV UK version. It says, forgetting what is behind and straight towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. The fog is not there forever. And the fog is not your destination. Our destination. The Apostle Paul says. God has called us. Heavenward. In Christ Jesus. Forgetting what is behind. And focusing on what is in front of us. Many of us. Have to do that little exercise today. We have to forget. The, the, hor the, hor uh, the horrible um, couple of years that we have gone through, through co the COVID situation and the lockdown. Even us as a church, we were closed for about 18 months. And some of us, some of our people have suffered. Physically, emotionally, um, in terms of mental health. Some of us had um, struggled in a way that we had never experienced before. 
Some people struggle in their faith. But God loves you. And God is bringing you back. Now, you know, the sun is shining. Now we can get out. We don't have to wear a mask anymore in this country. Unless you go to the health center, of course. I got my stitches out um, this week and you have to wear your mask there. That's good. But we can, we can go back to the new normal. Amen. The Apostle Paul says, forgetting what is behind. So many of us live in the past. Live in that wound. Live in that negative experience. Live in that um, frustrated relationship. But God is encouraging us to live the present and to move towards the future. Amen? So number one, as I said before, do not focus on the fog. Number two, guard the gospel. Keep the gospel. In his letter, his last letter before martyrdom in Rome, Paul wrote to Timothy, his beloved son in the Lord, encouraging him to guard the gospel, preach the word, endure hardship, and fulfill his charge as he had done. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. This is from the King James Version. He says, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Hallelujah. No matter what we go through, he's saying, above everything, keep the, keep the word, keep the gospel. Don't focus on the fog. Focus on the word of God. Focus on the gospel. What's the gospel? Gospel is good news. The fog is bad news. The fog is depression. The fog is, 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 is hard times. But the gospel is good news. The gospel is God saying, no matter what we go through, it doesn't last forever. I do last forever, he says, because I'm an eternal God. Hallelujah. We were singing today, you are the everlasting God. You are eternal, Lord, and I am not. And we go through seasons and battles, and we have to face giants. But the Lord is saying to us, in order for you to be able to get through and go through the fire and the flood, keep the gospel. Remember the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Point number three. I'm getting there. <laughs> Set your mind on the things above. Scripture assures us that if we know Jesus as Savior and Lord, we are headed towards heaven, a place created by God beyond the fog, where there will be no more struggle, no more pain, no more sorrow or death. Considering what lies before us, Paul encouraged the Colossians to always keep the eternal perspective before them. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2 from the NIV version, it says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on the earthly things. We felt the Holy Spirit leading us this morning. That was not planned. Singing that song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. 
I was actually thinking about Johnny, one of his favorite songs too. And the things of earth will will we will we, help me, John, with that. Will will we? Brother, and go strangely dim. That's the one. The things of earth will dim away, will disappear. The fog will disappear, and we will be able to see him. Um, C.S. Lewis will will talk about that. Even even the beautiful magic place of Narnia. You know, it wasn't the final story. There was Aslan's country. Behind the fog. Behind the wave. It's Aslan's country. Where the great emperor reigns and rules forever. Even Narnia has to pass away. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Read Read book seven. And the new Narnia was created. You see? Heaven and earth will pass, but His Word, His Word will never pass. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I remember this illustration that C.S. Lewis mentioned, actually. He said that one day, I don't think he was a believer for that long, and, and he, he was in his house, and he walked into his tool shed outside in the garden. And when he got into the, the shed, the door closed behind him, and all of a sudden he was in this tiny shed in the darkness. You know sheds, you know they have holes everywhere, right? <laughs> Yours does. <laughs> and, uh, and he found his, himself all of a sudden in a sunny day. He was inside this little tiny room. And it was dark. And there was a gap be- at the top of his door. And, and, a, and a ray of light was shining through. So all of a sudden he was standing there and he could see a ray of light shining all the way diagonally to the floor he could see the particles of dust. And he was observing that beam of light. You know, he was looking at, at that. But then he stepped into the light. And instead of the light po- pointing at the floor, the light was pointing straight into his eye. And all of a sudden, the light and the shed disappeared. And he could see birds and trees leaves, he could see the sky, and all the way, far, far away, the glory of the sun itself. And he wrote about that, and he said, we can be in darkness, and we can comment and talk about the light. As believers, sometimes we talk about the light. We talk about God. We know it here. Like the guy that was singing earlier, um, that call to worship video, and he says, you know, we know that God loves us here in the head, but what if we really are crazy enough (laughs) to embrace it in our hearts? Hallelujah! As C.S. Lewis says, we should enter into the light. And when we are in the light, dust, darkness, even the beam of light itself disappear and we can see through the light. He has this famous uh, quote and he says, um, I believe I believe in Christ as the sun has risen. Not because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. That famous statement came probably as a result of that experience. And I want to encourage you this morning to realize that 
that amazing promise that Jesus Christ is for us. Amen. Since you, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is. Sit it at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. When you encounter hardship and discouragement along the way, consider Florence Chadwick's words. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. We need to, we need to focus on the shore. We need to focus on our eternal home. We need to long for Aslan's country. Hallelujah. We need to focus on our home and our final destination. This is not our home. We are pilgrims. We are just passing by. We are ambassadors. We are representing the kingdom of heaven on this earth. And in that time, God has encouraged us to love him and to love one another. Amen. The first part of the Ten Commandments is about you and God. The second part is about you and others. The great commandment when people ask, Lord, what, what, you know, what is the most important commandment? The Lord says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is similar. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's the cross. It's a vertical and a horizontal relationship. It's John 3.16 and it's 1 John 3.16. Hallelujah. Love God, love others. Ten commandments, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you two. <laughs> he says, love God, love one another. Hallelujah. The preacher is saying, hallelujah, amen. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have to be called and, uh, and to be redeemed by your sacrifice at the cross, by your blood. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters all over the world. We pray for the persecuted church. Lord, we want to, I want to make a big emphasis today on praying also for the Billy Graham Association, Evangelistic Association, as, as Franklin is, is traveling the UK. And I, th I believe he's done already two, two um, uh, crusades in, in England and in Wales. Lord, we pray that you will keep on saving souls. Lord, that you will awake your Holy, your, 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 your Holy Spirit in the hearts of people in this land. Lord, that, that your Holy Spirit will wake up our hearts, that your Holy Spirit will help us to see through the fog. Help us to remember, Lord, that the fog is not the end. The fog is that medium that we have to deal with sometimes in this broken earth. But, Lord, that you have a, a future. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Lord, we know that we have a hope and a future. Lord, help us to embrace it, not only in our heads, but also in our hearts. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.